Hey gang, it's Gregory Dickow here, and today we're fasting from the thought that says God is rewarding them, not me. It's really all rooted in comparisons and how we compare ourselves, and then we feel despair. When you compare, you despair. So I'm going to toss this to our podcast for today. I'm really thankful that you joined me today, and you're going to really get set free because happiness can never be found when you're comparing yourself to others. When you can be free from that, realize that you have worth, you have value, you have all the gifts of God inside of you. You start doing an inventory of yourself and what's inside of you, you'll stop comparing yourself to other people and you will live a life of expectation of the great things that God has for you. So enjoy today's podcast and today's Fast and Wrong Thinking. It's it's going great. I'm really honored to be a part of your life today. God bless. Now think about this. What makes a person thankful is when they realize what they already have. So the opposite of that is being mad or sad for what we don't have as we compare to somebody else. And so instead of what will deliver you from comparing to somebody else and becoming envious is when you realize what God has already given you. He's already given you the victory. He's already given you salvation. He's already given you hope. He's already given you love. He's already given you the Holy Spirit. He's already given you the gifts of the spirit. He's already given you the promises of God. He's already given you the weapons of warfare. He's already given you all these things. And living in that space of acknowledging and gratitude ushers you in to the perfect will of God. We live in a culture of comparison. You know that, right? People are constantly comparing themselves to others, whether it's through social media, whether it's in at their job, how we look compared to how others look, how many friends we have compared to others, uh, how our Instagram page looks. Let me tell you something about that, because, you know, you know how many times it takes to get the right picture for, you know, when you look when you're looking at somebody's Instagram or that you're looking at somebody's Facebook post and you're, you're like, wow, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that great? Wow. But you forget and you don't realize they took 30 before they got the one that made their life really look good or made their face look really good or whatever they're trying to make look really good. It's like takes 20, 30, 40, 50 times. How many have deleted all the pictures that you didn't use because those were the ones that you didn't like? And I'm telling you, folks, we got to stop comparing ourselves to people at their best compared to us at our worst. It only leaves you depressed. It only leaves you anxious. It only leaves you worried. And you got to know everybody's uh, everybody's a work in progress. And so don't don't look at your life from a snapshot of comparing your present time, your ugliest, your worst moment to somebody else's best moment. It's unfair. It's even unfair to look at your best moment compared to their best moment. It's unfair to you to compare yourself to anybody for any reason. And we live in a culture of comparison. But when we realize that we have been given an invitation to sit with Jesus, it delivers us from all of the insecurity that makes us try to compare ourselves to other people. Being seated with Christ frees us from insecurity and the comparisons with other people. It frees you from insecurity when you know who you are in Christ, when you know you're seated, when you know where you're seated. This is something that plagues so many people's minds and they feel insecure because I don't look good enough. I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that compared to this person. I'm not this good. I'm not as good as them. There's always going to be something somebody better than you at something. But what 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 nobody's better at than you is being at your seat. Insecurity, it means to be 
with apprehension. It's to live with apprehension that you're always apprehensive. You're always like gun shy. You're always apprehensive about asking God for something. You're apprehensive about asking somebody on a date. You're apprehensive about, uh, you know, how people feel about you. You're apprehensive about if you've done everything right and you're always apologizing and you're always, you know, you're sorry for living and you're sorry for existing and you're sorry for being in this world. We don't have to be sorry for anything. We don't have to live with apprehension. We don't have to live with this sense of I don't know if I belong in insecurity is that feeling that you don't belong. It's the feeling of being observed, but not approved. And we don't have to live with that insecurity anymore because we are, we have a seat at the table. It's not because you're popular. It's not because I'm a preacher or a pastor or on TV. None of that matters to me. None of that gives me a sense of identity. None of that. What makes me feel good about myself is I'm accepted and I belong to Jesus. I'm his and he is mine. And I don't have a I don't have I don't compare myself to any other human being on this earth. I don't care what anybody else has. I have a seat at the table. I don't care how successful somebody else is. I have a seat at the table. I don't measure my I don't measure my success by by numbers or by money or by popularity or by likes on Facebook or Instagram or or by who's listening to what preacher. I don't care. I'm assigned to preach to preach. And whoever listens, whoever comes, let them come. Whoever wants to be blessed by it, let them be blessed by it. But I'm not not struggling over it. I'm not striving over it. I'm not worried about it. I know I got a seat at the table and you got to know that about your life. It doesn't matter. Hey, listen, listen, you don't have to have a husband to be secure. You don't have to have a wife to be secure. You don't have to be married. You don't have to have the goal of life is not marriage. The goal in life is is truly to walk in the love of God and to be loved by him and to love others as a result and to have a relationship with him. So many people are just miserable because they think they need something else to make them feel secure because you're comparing to what other people have. But the problem is, is you're comparing yourself at your worst with them at their best. It's so unfair, even comparing you at your best with them at their best. It's it's wrong because it confuses you. The Bible says we're, we we remain ignorant and we live without understanding when we compare ourselves with each other because somebody's going to do better than me. But they didn't have the bad start I had. They don't have the they didn't have the demons holding their head together like I did. They might be doing better than me. That's cool. I don't care. It looks like that to people, but that's not how God measures things. I'm at the table. They're at the table. You're at the table, but none of us are at the table because we found our way. None of us are at the table because we earned our way. None of us are at the table because we look so good. None of us are at the table because we dress so nice. None of us are at the table because we have enough money. We're at the table because of the blood of Jesus that brought us near. What do you want? No matter what condition you're in does not define you. What you want is what defines you. What do you desire? Jesus operates in the realm of desire. Jesus operates in the realm of want. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus said whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you have received them and they shall be granted to you. Jesus operates in the realm of desire. If you don't want to get well, then stay that way. But he's asking you the question. It's not does God want you well? That's already established. God healed the sick. He didn't sick the healed. God opened the eyes of the blind. He didn't blind those with sight. God fed the hungry. He didn't hunger 
the Fed. You show me one time in Jesus life where he leaves a person in the condition that he finds him. And I will tell you, you haven't read the Bible because every time he touches somebody, they got better. They got better. That's our Jesus. That's our savior. But you got to want it. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, if you haven't signed up yet for the Fast and Wrong Thinking, you can visit fastandwrongthinking.com and you'll start getting daily emails for the next 40 days. You can also search Fast and Wrong Thinking on the YouVersion Bible app and follow along there as well. Also, let Gregory Dickow know how you're enjoying this fast. You can message him on Facebook or Twitter at Gregory Dickow. Thanks for listening and have a great day.